Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and Y, yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and that bell notification. And if you're listening on any of our podcasts and platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you're able to keep up with every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to season four, episode 21 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before we even dive deep into this episode, y'all know I have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. So Father God, I want to thank you for letting me get on this platform another episode. Lord, I want to thank you so much for allowing me to catch up on the podcast. I thank you for the words that you've given me. I thank you for the visions that you've given me. I thank you for the provisions that you've given me for this podcast. I thank you for the viewers, and I thank you for the continued support and subscribers. I pray, Lord, that I continue to do what you want me to do in this ministry and continue to uplift and glorify your name. I pray, Lord, that through this episode, that the viewers are able to realize that they have a choice and that they can resist the devil and he will flee. I pray, Lord, that you give them strength and courage to get through the process of resisting the devil. And we trust you in everything that you're going to do for us, Lord. I pray for more of you and less of me through this episode. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so now that I've welcomed my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low portion of the episode. So if you are interested, you can submit your own high and low moments to the podcast. You can do so by submitting them to our Instagram page, our Facebook page, or directly to our email address. I will make sure all that information is on the screen. And if you want to submit something, but you want to be kept private, just let me know and I'll be sure to pray for you in private. But I did not get a submission this week, but I did see some good news come across my timeline and I just wanted to congratulate her my sister in Christ Alexis Bunn over on YouTube her name is Bunn with Christ she made a big move and she moved to Houston I am so excited and happy for you I absolutely love Texas I've been to Houston before I plan to go again so whenever I go again I plan to visit you Houston is an absolutely amazing place it's up and coming and I'm so glad that you are in a new season of your life. I'm so excited. 
to see what God takes you and what he does for you in this season. Y'all be sure to go and subscribe to her YouTube channel. She is an amazing, amazing preacher. And she has some amazing sermon series and she's transparent. And she she's just filled with God, y'all. So definitely go and check her out. I'll be sure to include her page in the show notes for this episode. So that is the biggest thing that I saw come across my timeline. Thank God I haven't seen any low moments come across my timeline, except for the tragedy that happened in Texas with the elementary school. I talked about that in my previous episode, so I am continuing to keep those families in my prayers and also that city. Right now, I am filming this episode May 25th, so if something has happened in between that time, I don't know. You know, I didn't know at the time. I can't see into the future. But I do want to pray for grace and mercy over our world right now. And I pray for protection that nothing happens within the time of this filming and the releasing of this episode. In Jesus name, I am believing that. Switching over to my high and low moments for this week. My high is that we did it, Joe. We finally caught up on the podcast. I am so grateful. Um, Like I mentioned, I'm filming this May 25th and this episode is not supposed to go out for another two weeks. I'm so grateful that I have had the opportunity to catch up. I truly thank God, y'all. He truly spoke to me during my fast and he truly did some amazing things during my fast. If you feel like God has been laying on your heart to fast, this is your motivation to go ahead and move and do that fast. Whenever you're fasting, God does amazing things in your life. I will say, as a person who has fasted before, sometimes you will fast and you will not see the results of the fast during that moment, but sometimes you will. And this time, I did see it, but I did document all of that in a vlog. So I'll be sure to include that link in the show notes as well. If you want to see the experience of me vlogging and what I got out of the fast, I'll definitely include that down below. But thank God I am finally caught up and I pray that it stays that way for the continuing episodes. Prayers be to God. I actually filmed two episodes today and it's 1116 at night and y'all. I am depending on the strength of the Lord to keep me through this because I was determined to film two episodes today so I could really be caught up. But I can truly say right now, I am caught up. I did the hardest part, which was write the episode. So I just need to get on here and deliver God's word. But I know whenever the enemy is trying to make me not want to do it, that means it's going to be a good word. So I definitely had to push past that and come on this camera and this mic to give you all this word. So. My low for this week, I need y'all to be in agreement with me on my car. My car has been doing some crazy things. Well, let me not say things. It has been doing one crazy thing. Whenever I get ready to stop, it shakes. That's me in the car. So I took it to the shop and they told me that I possibly need some new brakes. As y'all know, this is my God print car. And I just, I don't want to believe that God would have provided me a car that has a lot of issues so I'm just praying to God that this is the only issue that there is there's not any crazy issues in the coming months or coming years I'm speaking against that because I know for a fact that my car is a God print and he would not give me something that's a rinky dink y'all know that was messed up so just be in agreement with me on that and that the 
trick of the enemy goes away because that is definitely um trying to discourage me that it is not such a big God print, but I know that it is. So just keep me in prayer on that and pray for me financially as I am having to pay for these breaks and pay for the labor of the breaks. I did pray to God for a miracle, you know, that when it's time to go get my car fixed, like when the parts come in, that my car isn't, you know, it doesn't need breaks anymore. It's fixed which I know it can be done in God's name. And I am very prepared to return those parts to the store. I am prepared. (laughs) So y'all be in agreement with me on that. I'll be sure to definitely update y'all on what's going on with that a little bit later. So that is all the highs and lows that I have for this week. But remember, if you do want to submit your own high and lows, you can by submitting to us at our Instagram page, Facebook page, and our email address. I'll be sure that all of that is on the screen. And if you do, you have the opportunity to be featured on the podcast. So now that we've got the high and low portion completed, let's go ahead and jump into the word for this week. So if you are a loyal listener, then you know that I am on the journey to become a healthier version of myself. I'm on this wellness journey. And through this journey, I have definitely realized the importance and difficulty of choice. Yes, choice. And I must admit, through the transition from a child to adult, it really did affect my ability to refrain and have self-discipline. I literally have no self-discipline right now, y'all. So, for example, when you're a child, you have structure, you have someone making the rules for you, you have someone telling you what you can and can't eat. But then when you transition over to an adult, you really don't have that. You tell yourself what you're going to eat. You say what time you're going to eat. You say what time you're going to wake up. You say if you're going to watch TV or not. Your life is pretty much controlled by the choices that you make and not choices people make for you, right? And as I'm getting closer to my 30s, you know, I'm making it to the end of my 20s. And I've been an adult for 10 years now. Now that I've reflected on everything, I realize that my self-discipline has completely plummeted through the years. Whatever my body desires, I pretty much let my body have it. So if I want cookies, I'm going to eat five cookies. If I want to stay up and watch Netflix, I'm going to stay up to three o'clock in the morning. If I don't want to work out, then I'm not going to work out. If I don't feel like doing my hair, then I'm not going to do my hair. And like I said in my high, I did finish a fast. And through that fast, I realized that I needed some self-discipline back in my life. (laughs) So I have been working on making the right choices in my life and having self-discipline. And that is spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And that has led me to this episode of Choose Ye This Day. Okay, when I was thinking of this episode, the portion of the famous scripture, Joshua 24, 15, choose ye this day just kept coming to me. And that is a famous scripture, as I mentioned. So I want to read the entire verse for those of you who aren't familiar with it. It says, but if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord, choose for yourself today 
which will you worship? The God your ancestor worships beyond the Euphrates River are the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my family, we will worship the Lord. Now, I know many of y'all have either seen Choose Ye This Day or seen the B portion of that scripture where it says, As for me and my house, we will worship the Lord. I know y'all seen it. I see it every single time I go to a decor store. And I actually think that we have that up in my house. Oh my gosh, y'all. I just looked up to my left. It is literally there. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> But as soon as I reflected on my lack of self-discipline, this was the first scripture that actually came to mind. If you really think on it, when you're faced with the decision to make the right or wrong choice, and that choice can be a sin choice, a relationship choice, a career choice, a discipline choice, any type of choice that you're presented to actually choose from, you and only you have the option to choose what you're going to do. No one else really decides things in your life. Now you're probably thinking, but sis, we have rules. We have laws. Yeah, but you can choose to break those laws. And of course, you're going to have consequences. You're like, yeah, sis, but I got to go to work. Yeah, but you really have the choice if you're going to show up at work or not. People can tell you what to do. But you really have the choice of whether to do it or not. From the very beginning, God gave us the option of free will. He never wanted to be a dictator over our lives. He wanted us to choose. And he wanted our choice to be to choose him, of course. So in Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 through 17, we see that after creating Adam in the Garden of Eden, God tells Adam, You are free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. For on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. So that was God's commandment to Adam. And Adam had the ultimate choice of whether or not he was going to eat from the tree. And we all know that eventually Adam and Eve, they do eat from that tree. And if you read Genesis 3, you'll see the full consequences of Adam and Eve's choice. But that's not the part of the story I really want to focus on today. In this episode, I want to focus on how Eve gave into the manipulation, tricks, and schemes of the enemy, and how we as reborn believers can avoid falling into these same mistakes that he did and we can choose to make the right choice against whatever the enemy is trying to make us make the wrong decision about. So with this study, I want to first identify exactly how the enemy manipulated Eve in Genesis and then I want to move over to Matthew to when the enemy tries to tempt Jesus, but he fails miserably in this attempt. So we're going to see two examples in here. We're going to see the example of falling into the enemy's trap and making the wrong choice. And then we're going to see resisting the devil and making the right choice. We're going to see both of those instances today. My prayer is that through this episode, 
your key takeaway is to recognize that you have authority over the enemy and he cannot make you choose the wrong thing. He can tempt you, but it's up to you to make the choice to ultimately do the correct thing. Now, this is one of those episodes where I highly, highly, highly encourage you to definitely have your Bibles out because I'm really going to be breaking down scripture in this. And I want y'all to highlight the scriptures that I say and really look and identify in the scriptures what's going on. So if you are listening in your car, go ahead and keep listening, girl. But when you get home, definitely pull out your Bible and listen to the episode again. And if you're watching right now on YouTube, take a minute, grab your Bible, and turn to Genesis 3. I highly encourage it for this episode. So, in the start of Genesis 3, verse 1, we see in the A portion that the author starts this story off by telling us, Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. Now, some other translations describe him as crafty, sneaky, clever. So automatically right there, we know that the first trick of the enemy is that he is cunning. He is tricky. He's a trickster. Okay. And it's important for us to identify that when we're trying to fight against him. Then in the B portion of verse one, it shows us two ways that the enemy will try and tempt you. So first, we see him placing nuggets of doubt in Eve's mind by saying, did God really say? And I'm going to stop right there. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I've definitely had experiences like this where the enemy places doubt in me by just asking a simple question. So, for example, did God really say you had to be equally yoked to your spouse? Did God really say you couldn't eat that? Did God really say you should start this podcast? The enemy just putting that little nugget of doubt in your mind can cause you to plummet directly into temptation. And then if we keep reading that verse, we'll see the second thing that the enemy uses to trick us. The verse says, did God really say? which is the doubt portion I just talked about. You can't eat from any tree in the garden. Now, like the first portion of verse one tells us, the enemy is very cunning because if you're really not paying close attention to the words in the scripture, you may have missed this. Now let's look back at it again. The enemy says, did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? God never said that they couldn't eat from any tree in the garden. God said, quote, Genesis 2, 16 through 17, you are free to eat from any tree of the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For on that day you eat from it, you will certainly die. The enemy was very intentional in asking, you can't eat from any tree in the garden. He knew that wasn't what God said. But he's trying to distort what God said in your mind. So you're a little confused on what he said. And that's that trick that the enemy uses. That distortion of what God said. 
Now, if we keep reading on, we do see that Eve does respond correctly to the enemy. In verse 2, she says, we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden. So, like, she's like, no, God did say that we can eat from the trees in the garden. But then Eve does what so many of us do when we start to give into the tricks and schemes of the enemy. She started to focus on what she couldn't do because of what God told her. So if we keep reading in verse three, we'll see that she says, but about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you must not eat it or touch it or you will die. Now, going back to Genesis 2, 17, do you see anywhere in that scripture where God said that they couldn't touch the tree? All he said is, you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He didn't say anything about you couldn't touch it. But when we aren't allowed to do something, we tend to focus and dramatize what we can't do. So Eve's like, yeah, I can't eat from the tree and I can't touch it. But that's not what God said. He didn't say anything about not touching the tree. But we tend to do that. So it's kind of like, oh. I can't eat that, and I can't even go to the dinner. That ain't what God said. He didn't tell you not to go out to eat. He just told you to watch what you're supposed to eat. <laughs> I'm talking about me, but whatever you're having a hard time making the right choice in, put yourself in that place. I don't know about you, but I know that I'm guilty of focusing on things that I can't have in order to obey God. I've done it so many times, and I do repent of the times that I have done it. So. In my wellness journey, I will always be like, oh, my gosh, I really want a cookie, but I have to eat this stupid salad. (laughs) And then in my dating life, I know God told me just not to casually date. He wants me to intentionally date. And so I'm like, I have to intentionally date. Why can't I just entertain people and just chat with people, even though I have no interest in them? I'm so bored. Like, no, let's not look at what we can't do. Let's focus on what we can do. And then we have to remember that the things that God tells us not to do is not to punish us. So we shouldn't look at the situation as if we're being punished. God is really trying to protect us. So if we change that perspective to, yes, I can't aimlessly date people because God wants me to intentionally date. So I'm focusing on the ministry. I'm focusing on making myself better so I can be prepared for my husband and not have all these spares hanging around when it's time to meet my husband. Or he wants me to eat healthy for a reason. Like he wants to use my body. And if I'm continuing to put all these sugars and fattening objects in me, he won't be able to use my body to its full capacity, you know? We need to change our perspective on how we view the things that God told us not to do. Mm, 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 mm. But once the enemy gets us to focus on what we can't do and makes it like dramatized and make it seem so bad, he's one step closer to actually making you fall into temptation. And the enemy notices this with Eve. And once he notices this, he hits her with his next trick which is disbelief. In verse four, the enemy rebuttals Eve by saying, no, you will certainly not die. 
Yes, she will. What are you talking about? God said very clearly, for on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. So what do you mean? You won't die. But the enemy, he's placing disbelief in her. Hmm. Maybe God didn't tell me to eat healthy. Maybe that was just me talking. Huh, let me go eat bad. Let me gain 50 more pounds. Let me become so overweight that I can't even get on this podcast and talk without getting out of breath. The enemy is tempting Eve and making her think, hmm, maybe the consequences of eating from the tree is really not as bad as what God said. He's making you not believe what God said. And we all know that God is not a man that he shall lie. And then once he convinced Eve that whatever God was saying wasn't really true and the consequences weren't going to really be that bad, he took it up a notch. And he took it to his next trick, which is the trick of deception and misrepresenting God's word. So in verse 5, the enemy says, In fact, God knows that when you eat, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So with this trick, he convinces Eve that she knows better than God. The decisions that she makes for her life, they're better than the decisions that her creator told her. Y'all, y'all know y'all been there. Y'all know y'all been there thinking, y'all know what God says, but God doesn't really know what he's talking about. Like, I know what's best for me. Acting like he's not our creator. Acting like he's not our provider. Acting like he doesn't make the plans for our lives. We are made in the image of God, but we are not God. Whatever he tells us to do, we should trust it. He's already proven that he's a faithful and trusting God, right? But the enemy will try to squeeze in. And make you think you know what's best for you. So after all of these tricks, Eve does fall into temptation. We all know her and Adam ate from the tree. In verses 6 and 7, it tells us, The woman saw that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, and that it was desirable for obtaining wisdom. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were open. And they knew they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. The biggest mistake that Eve made in this scenario was forgetting that she had dominion over that serpent. She could tell that serpent to flee. In Genesis 1:28, we see where God tells Adam that he has dominion over everything. So 28 says, God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky and every creature that crawls on the earth. So at the point that the serpent started talking crazy to her, she had the authority to tell him to go and flee. And oftentimes, many of us are like Eve. We forget that we actually have dominion over the enemy. We can tell him to go. 
and flee. We can yell at him. Yes, I said yell because sometimes the enemy acts like he's bad at hearing, okay? So sometimes you have to yell at him. We allow the enemy to get comfortable and look at his way into our brains and our thoughts and our thinking. And we begin to fall into his routine of tricks and schemes. And he's getting deeper and deeper intertwining in us. Instead of yelling to him, go, flee. James 4 and 7 tells us the mighty trick in the battle against the enemy. It reads, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Ain't that so good, y'all? When the enemy approaches you, you need to remind him that you have dominion over him. Because you are a reborn believer. And according to Romans 6 and 6, with the crucifying of our Savior, we are no longer slaves to sin. So we will not be moved by his tricks and his schemes to fall into temptation. Because he doesn't rule over us. We are no longer slaves to sin. So with that part, declaring that to the enemy, you're submitting yourself to God. You're acknowledging that you're his. You're reborn. You're of Christ. And then after that, you're going to proceed to resist the devil with the truth and God's word, with his scripture. And then eventually the enemy will flee. Now we are going to go over to Matthew chapter four, where Jesus provides us the perfect example of how we should resist the devil. But then we're also going to see some more tricks that the enemy does to make us fall into temptation. So let's go ahead and turn over to Matthew chapter four. So at the start of Matthew and four, we actually see the next trick of the enemy, which is to approach you when you are at your weakest point. So in Matthew four and two, we see that Jesus had actually finished a fast where he was fasting for 40 days and 40 nights without food. And the scripture tells us that he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. That's what the scripture says. So then in verse three, the enemy approaches Jesus and says, If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. He knows Jesus is hungry. So he's tempting him with something that he's weak against at the moment. He's hungry. Of course, he wants to turn those stones into bread, but he doesn't move at the word of the enemy. He moves at the word of God. And so then we see the first instance of Jesus immediately resisting the enemy. Jesus quotes scripture, like I told y'all to do. He resists the enemy by quoting scripture. He quotes Deuteronomy 8 and 3 by saying, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So the enemy is like, hmm, all right, all right, I see you. I see you. Let me take this up a notch. Let me take this up a notch. So then he goes to his next trick, which is the trick that I discussed in Genesis with Eve where he distorts God's word. So the enemy takes Jesus to the holy city and they stand at the pinnacle of the temple. And the enemy tells Jesus, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. And then the enemy quotes scripture. He quotes Psalm 91 verse 11 through 12. He says, for it is written, he will give his angels orders concerning you and they will support you with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone so he's tempting jesus again 
But then Jesus continues to resist the devil, what we should do when he's attacking us. He resists the devil with truth in God's word. Jesus says, quoting Deuteronomy 6 and 16, it is also written, do not test the Lord your God. And then the enemy tries one more trick. He's like, okay, let me try one more thing. So then the enemy takes Jesus up to this mountain and they can see the entire kingdom. And he shows Jesus everything that he can have if he disobeys God. And this is the same thing that he did with Eve when he told her that if she ate from the tree, she'll have the knowledge of good and evil. She'll have it all. And also with this, he's adding in a new tactic. He's showing Jesus something that's desirable. I know you've been there with the enemy tempting you. I know he does it with like brownies for me during my wellness journey. Or somebody may slide in my DMs and I know for sure they are not a Christian man. (laughs) And you have to resist. You have to resist. He'll show you something that he knows you're interested in, you know. And then if we go back to the word, we'll see exactly what the enemy says. He tells Jesus, I will give you all these things if you will fall down and worship me. And then we see Jesus actually yell at the enemy. Yes, yell. Jesus says, go away, Satan. Now, I said that he yelled because it's an exclamation mark. Y'all see it. Y'all see it. Exclamation marks means yelling, right? Yup, yup, yup. So Jesus yelled at the enemy, just like I told y'all to do. Because the enemy acts like he's bad at hearing. And then after Jesus yells, he quotes more scripture to him. He quotes Deuteronomy 6 and 13 by saying, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And then after Jesus says this, we see that the enemy finally flees, just like James 4 and 7 tells us he would do. So the secret to making the right choice is simply James 4 and 7. By submitting yourself over to God and obeying the life that he wants you to live. And then resist the enemy by telling him, you do not have dominion over me. And speak them scriptures to him. Keep speaking them over and over again. And I promise you, he will flee. You want to remember that the only thing that the enemy can do is influence you. He cannot make you make the wrong choice. He can only influence you to make the wrong choice. And if we know the schemes and tricks that he does to influence us, then we can fight him. We can identify what he's doing and prevent that influence. So when the enemy starts speaking those lies, we automatically know, okay, let me quote the word of God back to him. Let me quote what God actually said. No, 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 no. God told me to start this podcast July 2019. I saw it. I remembered. You know, right? You got to write stuff down in your journal so you can go back. Uh-uh, uh-uh, right here in that journal. That's what God told me to do right there. It's in my journal right there. That's what he told me to do. And then when the enemy starts to distort God's word, that's when you need to open that Bible and go back to his word. I'm like, mm-mm. They don't want his word said. His word said this right here is in the book. I see it. This is what the word said, not what you said it said. 
And then you just have to remember, if you're submitting to God and you're resisting the devil and he's still nagging at you, you have to remember, he will flee. He will flee. He has no choice. So now what I actually want y'all to do is I want y'all to think on that area in your life where you tend to make the wrong choice and you want to begin making the right choice. Now, I don't know what the area is. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a sin area. It can be a discipline area, an area where you need to make the right decision in your career or make the right decision in your relationship or make the right decision church-wise. Whatever area in your life where you need to choose the right choice, I want you to think about that thing. Put it on your heart. And I want to pray over you guys in that area because I want y'all to make the right choice. I want y'all to realize that the enemy cannot force you to do anything. He does not have that much control. He can only influence you. And since we are aware of his influences, we can fight him and we can avoid ever being influenced by him. So I want y'all to think on that thing and we're going to pray. So Father God, whatever are on the hearts and minds of the viewers, I want to pray for their deliverance. I want to pray that they are making the right choice. I want to pray that they realize that the enemy can never control them on what to do or what to say. He can only influence them. Let them know that the ultimate choice is up to them. And we just have to submit ourselves to you and keep speaking your truth, keep speaking your word over whatever that decision is. Keep reminding ourselves of what exactly you told us to do. And then we will know that eventually the enemy will flee from us. He will leave us alone. Father God, I pray for your strength over the viewers, over the area. I pray for your guidance. If anybody out there is weak right now, I just pray that you enter into them and give them the strength that they need because we know when we are weak, your power is made so much stronger. So we accept the weakness and allow you in. We yield ourselves to what you want for us. We know that we have dominion over the enemy. And we tell him to flee, flee, flee. Lord, I thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Whew. I pray that that prayer helps someone out. I pray that this episode helped someone out. I pray that you know that the enemy cannot make that choice for you. He can only influence. So you have the last say so. And I encourage you to make the right choice. Now, before getting into the announcement portion of this episode, y'all know I have two questions. What was your key takeaway from today's episode? And also, let me know if you learned something new. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to comment down below in the comment section. And if you're watching on Spotify, be sure to comment down in the Q&A section of the app. I can't wait to read y'all's comments. Y'all know my goal is for this podcast to be like a small group community. So talking with you guys and seeing your thoughts, it makes me so excited. So please don't hesitate to comment down below. 
I never want to end an episode without offering someone out there the opportunity to become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Truly I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to become reborn is to simply believe in Jesus and accept him as your savior. So if you can't remember a time where you accepted Jesus as your savior, right now is the perfect opportunity for you to do so. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. So say, Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. Today, I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. I give you my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, just that simple, you are now a part of the union of Christ. And we're so excited to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations. If you did repeat that prayer after me, the next essential, well, the first essential step that you want to take is to connect with a Bible teaching church. If you cannot find one in your area, we always leave our church's live stream link in the description box below and the show notes below where we go live at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time every single Sunday. And then the next essential step, in my opinion, is to purchase our Reborn Workbook. The Reborn Workbook is going to be very essential and helpful in your new walk. And if you are a current existing believer, the workbook will help you as well. So I definitely encourage you to check the show notes for that link. So that is all that I have for you guys today. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to my podcast. I really do appreciate it. If you're watching the premiere and you're in the chat, I see you. I see you. We see each other. And I really do appreciate you so much for taking time and coming and being in the dialogue of this episode. And if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms i really do appreciate you as well be sure to leave a review it really does help the ministry grow and help the podcast go out to more people on the audio platform so please do that for me and also if you are listening on the audio platform i am asking you a special favor i am on the road to a thousand subscribers so if you could go and subscribe to my youtube channel and then you can continue to listen to the podcast on the audio version if that's what you prefer and no matter where you're listening and be sure to share this episode with five of your friends. We definitely want everybody to know that they have dominion over the enemy and all they have to do is submit to God, resist the devil, and then he will eventually flee. So definitely share this out with five of your friends. And then if you do have any prayer requests, please be sure to send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com. We will always be in agreement for you and our prayer lines are always open. And don't forget, if you do want to submit any high and low moments to the show, you can do so by DMing us on Instagram, Facebook, or directly to our email address. I'll be sure that all the information is on the screen for you. But I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I want to thank y'all again so much for watching. I pray that this video found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always, be obedient and I'll see y'all next episode. Bye!